It's Todd. Coming to you from the Verona Sports and Spiritual Library. Here in my apartment in Verona, Wisconsin, on an exceptional, beautiful day. And lots of sunshine. Lots of baseball later on tonight. A little football. Um, what I'm doing is I'm going through it. I was thinking about this. And I think I'm going to do the pitchers, too. But what I'm looking at is I'm looking at the 1982 Brewers compared to the present day Brewers. You know, I can, you can look at this and you go, you got to be kidding me. You know, these guys are so much more athletic besides Mouser and Yount. So much more athletic than the present day, than the uh, present day Brewers because the Brewers got so much freaking speed. You know, the uh, 82 Brewers are plotters. Great players, great home run. You know they hit they hit the home run. They got they got on base and they got they got around usually. So it was like they scored they scored pretty pretty they scored a lot of runs. But uh, this crew, the present day crew, has been getting shut out a lot. It really ticks you off because it'll be like you know it'll be like one to nothing and. Burns is pitching good, and, or Peralta, or Woodruff. The problem is, is that he, sometimes he uses his lineups that are crap against. And he doesn't want to be when there's a good pitcher pitching because he's trying to get away with something. But, you know, that's my, that's my feelings. That's my, uh, that's my, uh, what do you call it? Anyways. That's what I look at, and uh, reality is usually I'm wrong. So, the council is a great manager too. So I should never, do, you know, I, I just I hear it, and I'm just kind of like, what the hell is he doing? And he does it. It's like great, great, great. 1982 Brewers. Here we go. It's your hot dog and peanuts and cracker jacks. We got uh, Paul Mouser. I compare them with William Contreras because if you watch Contreras, he's got the same type of mild or hitting stroke. He can pop that ball anywhere. Right field, left field, center field, up the middle, and knock it out of the park. Knock it out of the park usually is... I believe he's got 17 home runs so far, but yeah. He is a hell of a player. And they did a wonderful job of getting him, and he's hotter than a firecracker right now. No, we can get him out. You know, he's up. He's got an average up above 290. I think he started out on this. Uh, I think he started out in the 240s. So he makes it. He makes it worth going down there to see a guy play. Plus, he plays so freaking hard. He's a great defensive catcher too. That's the thing is they they've got the best catcher I believe in the game. You know, you got William Smith, or you got Will Smith out in Los Angeles, and you got who was supposed to be Sean Murphy. He's a good catcher, but you know what? He's got no athletic ability. Not like what I see with Contreras, anyways. Um, that's the thing is, is that, you know, that I've noticed about Contreras is that he's just a hell of a number two hitter. You know, I mean, because of his way to hit. Because he can take that ball to right field, left field, center field. And the guy that I learned it from, how to hit, and how to have, have him in the number two spot behind Molitor some of the time, 
with Robin Yount. And Yount had the same type of ability. He was a doubles machine. He could pop it in the gap, and he could fly around the bases. Long strides. And when he, uh, that was the thing was, was that, you know, he had, he had September, uh, September 9th, 1992. He cracked his, uh, he cracked his 3,000s hit. It happened to be on my birthday, too. And, you know, Robin's just the type of player that you'll never forget if you saw him play. For one thing, he was magnificent at shortstop. He could get to any ball in the hole, and he could throw it really hard. One problem happened, though. I believe it was 1984, he had to go underneath the knife and have his shoulder redone. So they had to take him, and you know what? I've had had a surgery on my shoulder. It hurts. And it doesn't take two weeks to get better. It takes... After a year, I was still feeling it. You know, but it wasn't as deep and stabbing as what it starts out as. So yeah, Robin is uh, Robin's, uh, Robin's in the Hall of Fame. Paulie's in the Hall of Fame. They all, he, those two are definite Hall of Famers. And the way they play the game. I mean, you look at Miles, they're at 3,300, I believe. 3,346 hits or something like that. I think I'm really close on that. I'm not going to look it up because you guys can. The thing was, was that... You know, he missed a lot of time. He missed a lot of time. And I don't think he played until, uh, I believe he played 20 years. He played, look here, 78. I think he played 1998, and then he was, uh, then he was done. So, that was the thing about that. And, you know, he's he is the type of player that, uh, and you build the ball team around. And it's Molitor's the same way, too. But, yeah, it's it's fun to compare these guys. And, you know, and, and that's the thing about it is that, you know, when you have Robin Yount and they moved him to center field, man, it took him, it took him a while to build that arm back up. But 1982, Baltimore had a pitcher who was a legend, and you probably heard him. And for the ladies, you've probably seen him before wearing jockey shorts. <laughs> Good God. I'm re- I was reading a book on Jim Palmer just about a couple weeks ago, and it's a great book. He's talking about jockey shorts. And uh, <laughs> being, he, he was, you know, he had so many different things happen. You know, there was women being screwy, and <laughs> but he had those jockey shorts, and they were from what? And they were from uh, I didn't know if they had a plan, Kenosha. I do know that. I do know that Robin Young looks like 
Robert Yellen and Tristan Yellis together, it would be a uh, identical, very much so, very identical. And Kristen Yellis has long strides, so does Robert. Kristen Yellis can run those bases. He's been the, I think he's the best base runner in the league. And he had a great year this year. They were able to feed off him. You know, what I'm talking about is take his, uh, take his enthusiasm and use it in their game. It's always good for them to have enthusiasm, and it sounds, it sounds corny. Don't get me wrong. But the reality is, is when you can play with a freaking enthusiasm that Yellich plays with and Yellen plays with, you can yell and you can tell when Yellich is, is down because he stops hustling. That's the only thing that I have against him. He has a tendency to mope. And, uh, we all know in sports, that's not a good thing. So that's why what's, that's what's going on. And uh, with Christian Yelich, he had a nice walk. He was hurt for probably a He was hurt probably for, I think, three or four weeks. And uh, he came back last Friday and destroyed two home runs. So it's going to be a uh, Cubs tonight. Saturday, I think night, Saturday night or Thursday, or Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon, they're playing the Cubs. The Brewers are. And you know what? I'd love for them to see the Brewers beat the Cubs. But then again, keep them all the playoffs. They're going to have to face Arizona, probably. Scary. And, uh,. But yeah, so here, I'm going on here. <laughs> so what we got here is we got Cecil Cooper. Cecil Cooper, Carlos Santana. Pretty close hitter, pretty close with hitting. Uh, Santana, from what I've seen, is more of a He's more of a home run hitter because he tries to hit home runs. And sometimes he gets in a rut and he doesn't do so well. But I believe since I believe since they got him in that trade with Pittsburgh. They got him in that trade for Pittsburgh and uh he's hit at least eight home runs. Eight big home runs. You know, and, and he's exciting. He's an exciting player. Plus, the thing is, too, is that, you know, you can have exciting games to watch. But when you watch them, if they don't have enthusiasm, they're not going to be do good. But the Brewers have enthusiasm because he's teaching all these guys this new, uh, or I don't know if it's new, but this this dance for the, um, this dance, and... uh Reality is for me is that when I look at that, I'm going, yeah, do it, do it, because who? All these teams, you know, all these good, great teams have had, you know, little songs or something after them, you know, and everybody. That's how everybody can uh, relate to them, you know. And you look at like the '85. Okay, I'm going to switch over to football. You look at the '85 NFL, you know, champion Chicago Bears. 
What do you, you know, and, and it was such a great league back then. But the thing is for me is when I see uh, Santana and he was trying to teach uh, Ethan Small how to do that yesterday. <laughs> I usually I usually don't miss much. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to talk to. Uh, it's fun, it was always fun for me to go down to Boyd and talk to Cecil Cooper because Cooper is usually down there trying to... Uh, he was the farm director back then. He was trying to find some things out about these players. And not not the current crew. But anyways, it was like Kristen Yeller. Not, it was... Usually it was to check out the, uh, the prospects. Ricky Weeks, Prince Fielder, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Hector Garcia. So, anyways, um, Cooper, Cooper was fun to talk to. Like I said, he talking a lot about baseball. I got to sit on the bench with him usually because he was sitting in the first row, and we got to talking and trading stories. And man, he says, "You know more about my career than I do." Yeah, Cecil, but you played it, you know, and you were a star. And it doesn't matter what I know. It doesn't matter what you do with what you know. And Cecil Cooper was a legend. In my eyes, my eyes, he was, he was, he was about a thimble away from being in the hall. You know, I, I'm sure you don't know what that means. But what it means is that he's very, very, he had, he had the numbers to go. At least get on the doorstep before before having to get turned away, but uh, at the Hall of Fame. So, you know, I just hope you guys like this because what I'm doing is, you know, I'm doing is saying, hey, you know what, these guys might win the World Championship, but you know what? Let's take a look at them on paper first before we do that, and who they compare to. Um. You know, I love uh, I love Gorman Thomas, one of my favorite brewers of all times. And I'll be honest with you, who the hell did not love Gorman Thomas? He was just he was a freaking nut. You know, he'd crash through freaking walls and knock the walls over, and he'd be fine. I know he busted his leg one time, but <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's he's got the he always had the important. He always had the ability to psych up his team. And um, his comparable is Willie Adams. And Willie Adams is the same way. You know, Gorman was a slugger, so was Adams. Gorman hit a lot of home runs. Well, Adams, is, Adams isn't hitting a lot of home runs, but he's got the home run batting average. <laughs> I think he's hitting like 210 or something. That might be even lofty for him. But, uh, no, he's a good shortstop and all that. And You know, and the players trust him. The players, you know, the players look at him for leadership. And that, and that was the thing about Adamas. You know, it's, he's, a, he's a key component to their uh, team. And, and when he went down with an injury, the problem was is that they didn't have anybody to replace him. 
You know, even in the minors, those guys were running on low. So that was the thing. And, you know, it's it's fun to look at that stuff, but it's also fun to think, man, it, you know, I'm halfway through this, and I'm looking at this, and I'm going, it'd be fun to go back in time and take these two teams and have them play each other. Because I think, obviously, the Brewers have of the current day have a lot more uh, have a lot more of an edge to them. You know, what I'm basing my uh, decision off of is I'm basing it off of athletic athleticism. And if you can get the ground on the ball, the shortstop, you can beat it out before he makes the play. And, uh, you know, it's fun to, uh, uh, I read in, uh, I read in a book and I think it was, uh, anyways, well, I, I don't, I can't remember the book's name, but anyways, what I'm going to say is, you guys remember Bill really just probably heard it. Papa Bell was an incredible base stealer back in the, back in the Negro Leagues, Negro Leagues. And, uh, you know, that's tough to say without something else cropping in there. <laughs> I hope you guys didn't think I said it. I hope I didn't say it either. <laughs> that just, that word doesn't, that word doesn't work for me at all anymore. I'm, 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 past, I'm past that. I've grown up as an individual and I'm going to keep growing as an individual. So what we got here is we got uh, Jim Gantner to Bryce Terang. So what happened was, I'm going to go back and pop a bell strike. I lost track of me. I'm sorry. But anyways, what happened was that they said that pop a bell could turn, turn off the lights be in bed at the same time the lights went down and and have the covers pulled up. That's how fast he was. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to see it to believe it. So, anyways, what we got is uh, Jimmy Ganner, Gumby is what they used to call him. And he was a, uh, for a few years, you know, he was one of the better second basemen uh, in the game. He, you know, I'm trying to think of the guy I taught. Emo Bellick was the guy that uh, signed Gantner, and he was he was a legendary and legend. There, I remember because people would get so excited when he'd be down there in Beloit. And, you know, it's fun to, uh, it's fun to think about that guy as that, you know, and Ganner, Ganner was good because he could, he could field, you know, he, I don't, he didn't have much range at the end of his career, but who the hell does? But when he first started, he had a lot of, he had a lot of, uh, had a lot of range besides the point, besides that fact. Uh, Hank Aaron singled in the 1976, uh, his last at-bat as a Brewer. And I believe it was 76. His last at-bat as a Brewer off Dave Roberts. And, uh, 
Gumby came out and pinch ran for me. He was, he's known today as the guy that pinch ran for Hank Aaron. Well, he's known for, he used to be known for a lot more than that because, like I said, he was key. He was clutch. He was tough. He could, he could take on a double play, and he could be knocked into left field, and he still, he still completes the play. Now, what happened in, I believe it was 1993 or 90, yeah, probably 90, 93, I would say. But he, what happened was he took a, the, uh, they were playing the Yankees, the Brewers were in. Marcus Lawton went into base really hard. He probably had not turn on me. I think it was an old, uh, no, that's his brother, Matt Lawton. He was, he was, he, he bounced around in the minors for quite a few years, and Marcus Lawton did, and, uh, Gumby was going into, I'm sorry, Gumby was playing defense, and he was playing second base, obviously, but when uh, Lawton came in and just put a nasty cheap shot slide onto Gumby, and uh, he tore his, I believe he tore a bunch of ligaments in his knee. Obviously, his number's the same player because he lost his ability to bend and to, uh, to bend and to be, uh, uh, on, on target with his uh, with his throws and you know he's what I saw in him was the fact that he he would dive at any ball up the middle and, and I would say about 85% of the time he would nail it and I didn't study it I'm sorry I'm using that as a, I'm just using that so you guys can understand what I'm talking about anomaly it is I guess but anyways what happened was If there was a ball up the middle, he was going to take it. A lot of times he let Robin take it too. But, uh, you know, Ganner was something else. And he was a hell of a player on offense too because he could pop a home run once in a while, but also he, uh, he got on a lot. And uh, it was fun to watch him play. He's from... Uh, he grew up in Hell's Corner, I believe. Hell's Corner is Wisconsin. Also, he grew up in Eden, Eden, Wisconsin. It's the biggest city on the map of Milwaukee, or map of Wisconsin, I'm sorry. No. Um, I don't even know if you can see, I don't even know if they have a stoplight in that town still. But that was the thing about Gantner, and Gantner is the type of guy that's going to be a, uh, He's going to be a legend around Milwaukee forever. Second baseman who might be a legend around Milwaukee forever. Bryce Terang. So when Gander started out, he started out as a utility infielder, and uh, he played all over. Played it well. Second base, shortstop, third base. He was a hell of a third baseman, too. But, he, you know, he was good. I just remember the White Sox game one time a long time ago, and they got into a rain delay, and it was a mess. But finally, when they played, Gander was all ready to roll because I think he popped. I know he popped one home run. He might have popped two. But I remember him being the show the infielder back then, and uh, he had a little problem pitching to old Gummy back then. He's a good one. He's a good player.
You know, Bryce Ring is going to be a good player too. Bryce Ring is a hell of a defender. I don't know if he's gander or not. It doesn't matter. Just when he records outs. But that's the thing that we have to remember too. Some of these guys are blessed in different ways as, as players. We all like we we love to be have a defensive team, have an offensive team instead of a defensive team. We'd love to have a lineup that could produce seven runs a game. That pitching staff? Oh, man. Yeah, there's there's not another pitching staff the Brewers have ever had like that. That I can ever remember. So, Terang is the... Uh, Terang is opens a player to... He's starting to show uh, signs of being a hitter, too. You know, he's, he's, he's the guy that... He steals bases... I've never seen him bump, but I believe he can pick that. He can pick that scale up, skill, skill, up. And you know, and Bryce Terang is a—he uh, had a grand slammer against the Mets on opening day, and he's—he's going to make Alice win because he's just real young in the—he's uh, real young. In the minors and in the majors, because he got sent down in August, I believe. You know, and that's that's got to hurt a little bit. But but I'm going to go on to the next one here. All right, I got Ben Ogilvy, and there's the combination here. Sal Prelick. Sal Prelick. And Mr. Mitchell. So, what we got here is we got a, uh, you got Ben Ogilvy, who had the power. He was like 5 feet 10 and probably 120 pounds. If you watch tape on him, the man was so skinny. But he had those wrists. He was like Aaron was another hitter like him with those wrists. You know, and, and the thing that slowed Benji down, Benji could have probably gone on to have, have an incredible career and hit, and continue to hit monstrous home runs. But the pitchers took that away because they pounded the ball inside to him. They knew his wrist was not well, so they kept pounding the ball inside. And when they did that, they took away his... Uh, they took away his hitting. That was the rest. Right where they needed to throw it at. Because he became so ineffective. He was a... Uh, you know, he just struggled. But up until then, he was a beast. Remember, I remember some of the big home runs he had against the Angels. And the uh, Angels, and he hit him against the U. He hit one against the Tigers, too. In the uh, World Series. I'm sorry. Wait. Alright. When he played against the Angels, he popped a couple home runs. And also against the Cardinals. Like I say, he had those quick wrists back then. And... I got stuck on this one because I think it's... I'm not even going to drag this name in because I don't think he's very good. 
And I'm talking about the current day brewery, and I'm not talking about Charlie Moore, who I'm bringing up next. Charlie Moore was the type of player that he wasn't going to hit a long ball. If he hit a long ball for you, you were like, oh, my God, I can't believe he hit a home run. But when they put him out in off field, he was in right field for, like, every day, every day position, what a great move that was. That won the playoffs. Because he had a, he had a little nub shot over the mound. And, uh, well, between halfway between second and short, uh, second base and, uh, first base, they couldn't get to it and they had to give him a hit. So, when they did that, that was very smart. And then they had to, uh, Then they had a little fly, and a little pop fly ended up uh, going down to the base hit. Move the runners up for Cooper. Cooper came up second and third against the Angels, and guess what he did? Uh, that's right, he singled, he smoked the line drive to center, and dropped in, and. Uh, You know, and that, that wrapped up that wrapped up the playoffs for them. But what really wrapped up the playoffs was I don't think it was Sunday's game. I don't think, I don't think it was. But I can't remember who hit the who hit a base hit. I think it might have been uh, the Sensei or somebody like that or Freddie Lynn. Anyways, Reggie Jackson was on first base and. That minute the hit fell in, he tore off for third. But Moore had a Moore had a gun. Moore was a great catcher, great defensive catcher, who threw a lot of guys out. Well, he didn't lose his arm at all when he went to uh, the outfield because when he picked that ball up and threw a threw a cannon shot to third base to nail Reggie. Another incredible play, another play that won the freaking game for him. You know, I believe that might have been game number four, I believe. I'm sorry, no, it was game, game one. So, I've got a few more here. I got, I compared Don Money to Josh Donaldson. Why? Because both played third base. Money was the utility infielder, and he was incredible. He could play short. Played short when he was with the Phillies. He could play third, second, and first. And he played a lot of positions. So his numbers were, and, and, and his offensive numbers were not very, uh, not very good. But what he did was, he jumped around the uh, to the different spots where he knew, he knew they had to get that settled in. And I've enjoyed him. I enjoyed watching him a lot. So, yeah, more played uh, for 
more fight for Bud. I'm sorry. Paul Bryant, for God's sakes. I'm saying that about myself. Paul Bryant was a, uh, you know, Bear Bryant, the bear. And uh, he also had uh, Butch Hobson play for him, too. So, got to say, Don Money and Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson was MVP of the, uh, I think it was a two-time MVP. I know it was one time. Incredible player and incredible long balls. You know, right now his average is like 176 or something like that, but I have no idea what his OPS is, but when you're hitting a ball like that, you've always got a chance to uh, to stick. So, on I go. Let's go down here and keep moving. Roy Hill, I compared him to uh, Roddy Tellez. Bit of a stretch, maybe. I don't know. But that's what he reminds me of. Even though Roddy doesn't have glasses, he's not styling glasses. The problem with the uh, problem with with this arrangement that I look at would be the uh, Roy Hall. Yeah, he, uh, he didn't play. He provided a little offense, basically, and. Uh, But that was the thing, boy. You know, he hit some home runs and stuff like that, but he was not a good defensive player. Um, and he was supposed to be. So, Eddie Romero. Compare him to Andrew. Andrew went to stereo. So, what we got here at two is we got Eddie Romero. Um, Monstro can play anywhere on that on that team. He has played anywhere. I think he's pitching real well as a uh, defensive uh, defensive wizard. So, anyways, we got Eddie Romero was the uh, he was captain of the shop group. Now, back in the uh, middle 80s, and the Brewers had Rob Pizzolo and Eddie Romero sitting on their bench. Personally, I think Eddie Romero did one hell of a job. Very good player. One of the better players of the uh, one of the better players of the Brewers from for a few years. He's one of the best infielders, uh, infielders, I should say. So when they uh, when the time came for Romero to move on, that was a sad day. So, anyways. Anyways, that's good. That wraps it up.
So if nobody else has told you they love you today, I do. And I say that with the power of love. Thanks.